Hi and welcome to the Business Podcast. I've got Eric DeVries with me here. Uh, thanks for coming along, Eric. Hello. Yep. Welcome. Yep. Um, so we're going to have a talk about um, your firm, Real Time CPAs, which um, specialises in um, dentists. Um, but could you just give us a little bit of background to yourself, please? Sure. Yeah. The uh, the thirty thousand feet. Uh, did time with uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers and Deloitte, did about nine years with them, and uh, realized that I wanted to work with a bit of a smaller audience. Uh, then uh, I bought a small practice in the States here in Florida on the ocean and uh, basically took that generic uh, CPA firm and uh, brought in a new culture and a new paradigm, and uh, we focus just now on uh, dentists. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that was going to be my first question. You... Um... So have you always worked with dentists did, or, and, and do you still have other types of clients or is it is it just dentists now? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And uh, the answer to the question is we're about 95% uh, working with dentists now. And there's a couple mm-hmm. different ways you can go about uh, creating a niche or a vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is to uh, either, if you're just starting out, you know, put the blinders on. The most powerful word in your vocabulary is the word no. Uh, So, you know, when you get these clients that walk through, you think and feel that you have to uh, work with these clients to keep the lights on, and that is a mistake. You only have 24-7-365 to deal with, and anything that takes you away from your major mission is a distraction. Mm -hmm. Uh, So don't don't fall into that trap of, uh, you know, thinking that you need to do something that you don't. So uh, we did not have that luxury. Uh, I, again, had purchased that firm and so there was two ways for an existing practice to go about uh, creating a vertical, and that would be either A, rip the Band-Aid off, uh, basically throwing out the door what you have and starting fresh. Uh, I had a certain lifestyle that I had been, uh, become accustomed to, and that was not an option for me. Uh, so we went with B, uh, and that is a migration. Uh, everybody has A, B, C, D types of clients. You all know what I'm talking about. Uh, the rule of 80-20, where, you know, 80% of your client, or excuse me, 20% of your clients take up 80% of your time. So we slowly went away from the uh, time-consuming clients and liberated them, uh, if you would. Yeah. Uh, we wanted them to find happiness, and happiness was not here. It was somewhere out there, somewhere. Uh, you know, that was a little tongue-in-cheek. We did give them, uh, you know, uh, referrals and so on and, and made a nice soft landing for them. But what we did was as we grew, um, we did victory um, celebrations. When we brought on new clients, we would liberate the other clients. And you have this transformation that takes a little bit more time. Uh, revenue still comes through, but yet you get closer and closer to your vision and uh, what you're trying to uh, build. So that's how we did that. Yeah, great. Okay. Um, and why dentists? Sure. Um, well, you know, why not? No, I'm kidding. Uh, so <laughs> uh, really what it comes down to is everybody's going to find their sweet spot, you know, something that they're good at, uh, something that they can see and need. And, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, auto dealerships or hotels or restaurants or veterinarians, up, you're going to find something that, you know, you could use uh, some, need some help with. Um, we happen to have a few dentists and unfortunately they are horrible uh, business people, phenomenally successful at helping others except themselves. <laughs> so uh, we really provided a value in that, uh, you know, we saved them from themselves uh, from a business decision. You know, if you want to, you want to find someone that does a handshake deal or loans money to their family 
or you know you know falls victim to that thirty percent rate of return guaranteed, you know just go talk to a doctor. So uh, we we are saving them from themselves basically, and that's how it started. Uh, but the powerful thing about creating a niche is that you can become a subject matter expert very quickly. Uh, you leverage your talents and resources over and over and over and over and over, uh, and that makes you stand out from the crowd uh, rather quickly. Um, so that, uh, giving you an, an illustration of you know most of our listening audience right now, is they have a large book of business of various uh, professions, and somebody says, "Hey, I need you to help me with problem number one." So you spend all this time helping this person with problem number one, and they love you. You did such a great job with said problem number one. Well, then you go back and say, how can I help all my other clients You know that with this problem number one? And they start to look over all the different people that they help, and that problem number one only pertains to maybe a handful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you were to pick a vertical, solving that problem number one, guess what? Probably everybody else has that problem. So then you can quickly run through your list and help all the others, even if they don't even realize they have problem number one yet. Uh, and then you look like a hero being proactive, you know, looking out in their best interest. They didn't even know they had problem number one. And you already have a – not only can you introduce it and show them, but you also have a solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really powerful uh, to pick a niche. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I can't argue with that because that's what we do at, at Bizink. You know, we only work with accountants and bookkeepers and um, – there are a whole load of benefits. And one, one of those benefits I was going to ask you about is um, marketing. Has it made it just so much easier for you to, to market? Because you, you, know, you genuinely have a oh, – I'll give you an example. I was talking to a firm here recently, and we asked them what their target market was. And they said, businesses from startup to $50 million turnover – I said, well, that's not really targeting anyone because that's most businesses. That's shot cutting. Um, so, yeah, has it, has it made your marketing a lot easier to, to just focus on dentists? It, it's incredible. I mean, it really is. A, I mean, you use, the, you use the terms game changers and buzzwords, but it really, really is. And I can give you a super easy illustration. Let's just stick with that said problem number one that we spoke of earlier. Mm-hmm. So now I solve a riddle for a client. Now, number one. I introduce it to all my other clients. I run through the list. Hey, Joe, you know, I don't know if you have thought about problem number one here. It looks like because I see their financials or what have you, or I'm very intimate with their numbers, you know, I can shed light on it and give them a solution to problem. Oh, that's great, Eric. You know, outstanding. Good work. Attaboy. I run through my whole client list, right? Well, then if my clients had problem number one, guess who else has problem number one? All my potential leads and targets and clients in the future, right? So what you do? You write, a, you write a blog about that. You write an article about that, right? That is your content. You solve problem number one, and you post it on your niche's social media gathering. You know, uh, we work with dentists. There's something called Dental Town. Uh, Dr. Howard Fraun back in Arizona created this. Over 200,000 people in the dental industry are subscribers to this. So you answer questions. Uh, you post comments. So by answering that said problem one, not only did you were you able to provide value to your clients, you write a little piece about it. Now you have content. You post it on your blog. You post it on LinkedIn, and you post it on your forums, SE or uh, wherever they hang out. And you're solving. You know that is your marketing. Like I didn't have to pay anything 
for that marketing. And I become an expert. I, my search engine optimization is shooting through the roof because hopefully people are trying to figure out problem number one and they're typing it and you know, you load it up and you basically are fishing at night and for free. Uh, so it's, you cannot do that unless you have uh, a niche or a vertical. It just doesn't work. No, absolutely. Um, and have you ever thought of picking another vertical or just will you stick with dentists? Yeah, you know, and that and that that's a fair question, but I can't we can't even keep up right now. I mean, mm-hmm. the the funny thing is is that, you know, um it's just a paradigm shift, right? Like people look at that and say, "Wow, I have, you know, a 100 different types of clients, right? How could I ever possibly pick one?" You know, that's that's what they're thinking right now. And the answer to that is it's easy because once you pick one and you start solving these problems, they're going to come back to you with all these other things. Like we also have a staffing company uh, that we run that just works with dentists. So we help them uh, and find uh, employees. Uh, so that's a side business that we created because of just working with them and solving their problems. We also opened up a transition practice where we help the dentists buy and sell dental practices. We have in-house attorneys uh, in that company uh, as well. But all these companies started being created by just sitting in front of one type of person and solving every problem that they could possibly have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even for, you know, you know, the bookkeeper type people that, you know, may, they may not have access to, you know, the, the professional uh, networking or what have you, there's still a ton of opportunities for that person to pick a vertical and solve all the problems uh, for that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to answer your question, you know, do I, do, is there something else? Um, Gosh, I mean, it, it's it's insane. The amount of uh, traction that we have right now is ridiculous. Like, we can't even keep up. So to, to go with somebody else, it, it, it just doesn't even make sense. And a lot of people will find that. Like, once, you know, your your mind is your best tool and your worst tool. You know, your mind tells you that I could never do that, right? And then your mind says, you know, if you, you know, the, 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 the illustration is, you know, if you want to take an island, you know, you burn all the boats, you burn the bridges, and you tell the men the only way to go forward is you know, this way, right? And then your mind clicks. Your mind clicks, and it's do or die. It's, it's you know, you've got to do it. And, and once you put yourself in that position of, like, there is no other answer than this way, um, <laughs> and by, by picking that vertical, you have to be 100%. You have to have radical focus. You have to put all your energy into solving that riddle. Dabbling does not work. Dabbling is a slow death. You know, mm. a, it just does not work. It does not work. And you just have to commit yourself and pick that vertical. And that's what we did with dentistry. So, there, no, the answer to your question is, you know, we're just, we're just going to sit right here and uh, play that out. Yeah, absolutely. Um one thing I think some of our listeners will be thinking is, okay, Eric's in, Eric's in the States and there's a lot of people in the States. There's a, there's a lot of dentists. Um, I, I noticed on your website that one of your testimonials is from Canada. Is that right? Do you have a client in Canada? Yeah, yeah. And it's a little bit different. Um, they have a different uh, – the insurance is obviously a little bit different over there. Every country is a little different. Uh, but yet there's still a lot of common denominators that run through that. So, uh, while, you know, we, we are penetrating into, you know, Canada, uh, I would have to say that, you know, that's probably like 1% of our, of our, our focus right now, but you know, we've got a toe in there and, uh, it's fun. Uh, she's a super awesome person. So, 
uh, that makes it easier. But really what we've, we focus on is um, we've developed a way from accounting. I mean, we are accounting. We're definitely accounting. But where we add the, the most bang for our buck is this, we call it vision planning, where we basically take, because we know this vertical so well, we could map out their 40-year working career and tell them how much money they're going to be making, how much money they can sell their practice for, what their average spend is, and create a, a map of are we on track, are we not on track. Um, and so that plays in lots of different geographies. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there's going to be tax issues. Yes, there's going to be compliance issues. And those are going to be different from state to state to country to country. But the overall vision of what am I trying to do? Like, what am I trying to build? And what we, we get our clients to do is start thinking like a CEO, you know, instead of being a doer, instead of like working on your business, excuse me, working in your business, we have them focus a little bit higher up. What are building, what are they working on their business? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, that plays, you know, across, you know, state lines, country lines, and so on. So yes, we do have we do have clients outside the U.S. Yeah, because I think that's a fascinating um, potential aspect of specialising your practice, your accounting practices. Like you say, I mean that the tax stuff is going to be different wherever, but that isn't where the the, the the real value is. And you could, I guess, work with um, an accounting firm in. Australia or New Zealand, where I'm based, um, get them to do the tax, and you could do that specialist part, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that goes for all of our listeners too. You know, there is a, it's called synergy, right? Stephen Covey, that was the sixth habit of highly effective people: synergize. And so, what that means is you have to work with others, right? So, you know, you find what the market needs, whatever your market is, wherever you are, and you deliver. And it doesn't necessarily have to be through you, you know, like you can still solve problems for clients, not with just your two hands. In fact, you know, the greatest, you know, the, what the, the most uber super achievers do is they leverage resources, right? And so you, you can be, you know, a bookkeeper working out of your house and still solve tons of riddles for people just by lining up the right resources. And Matt, you, you nailed it. You know, like, you know, one of those resources might be using a, an accounting firm in, in a certain country to solve the compliance piece of it and then yet still provide excellent value to that client, uh, you know, with the product they need. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess uh, one of the ways that that can be made easier is the cloud. I mean, I met you at ZeroCon in Denver last year. So um, is everything you do on, on the cloud? Absolutely. And that's, you know, we are not for everyone. We, we admit that. Uh, we're very forward thinking in our technology. Uh, we, you, we only, so we have an internal controls that we set up that has to be our way. Like when you become a client of ours, you use our service platforms. We use Zero, we use Receipt Bank, we use Bill.com, we use Zen Payroll, uh, uh, they're Gusto now. Uh, we use Gusto Payroll, um, and we use Basecamp. I mean, these are our technology platforms that, you know, we, we build and give to the client and the client uses with us. Um, it doesn't work to piecemeal. That's another little tidbit, a little piece of free advice for people is the only way to leverage and get economies of scale for the work that you do is to have a process that you do not deviate from. Uh, when you start doing what-offs, one-offs, or, you know, well, I'm different, I need to do it like this, you're just going to get slaughtered uh, in your scope and your cost is going to go through the roof. So you have to show the client 
that, you know, we know what we're doing. This is the process. It works. If you like everything I just told you, financial statements at five months before month end or after month end close, checks and balances for embezzlement and fraud, uh, dental specific financial statements that benchmark against your peers, blah, blah, blah. You go through all these points like, do you want this? Does this something that you see value in? And when they say yes, you got them, right? Mm-hmm. You got them. And then when they say yes to that, they don't care about the how, right? They don't care about the what. You give them a why. Any any pretty that has a strong enough why can do any how or what. So once you t- show them, you know, why this is important and what they're going to get, you, you you only use the cloud. So to answer your question, yes, we only use the cloud. It's amazing. Uh, we can work remotely from anywhere, um, and you know, it's it's extremely powerful. Mm. Are there any specialist add-ons for dentists or kind of? I guess you could have one of some medical type businesses that you you work with. Yeah, and and so with dentists, um, there are platforms. So with, with dentists, a little bit more specific, but they have uh, project management software. Every industry has you know very good software for just their industry. You know, mm-hmm. franchisees or you know restaurants or whatever there are platforms out there that run their business and you don't want to get involved with that uh so that's where we kind of are the number of people that sit on top of all of those things um there are companies out there that work as an interface where they will collect certain financial and non-financial data off of those softwares and provide it up. Uh, Sika software is one uh, that works with medical very nicely. Uh, They're out of California in the States. But uh, that part doesn't matter. It just what you really want to do is have a process that works for you, control the software, um, you know, and then bill one price. Like you don't want the client to get all these bills from zero receipt banks and payroll. You scope all that out, figure it out, and then you hit them with one price. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is the one. You know, annual, monthly, weekly fee, and don't worry about it. Everything mm-hmm. else is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you got it. You got to do it that way. Yeah, just on that, um, uh, I noticed. So, so I'll, I'll take a step back. A lot of, um, particularly zero firms, cloud firms, do pricing packages. Um, my opinion with that is um, it's good to have the packages in the back end, but possibly not on the website. So you say um, uh, that you know you basically put everyone through the same system. I think with, with some firms they've done that and they've, they've tried to fit everybody into certain buckets where I kind of think you can have the same systems, but the way you work with clients, that, that can be diff, like it can be different for different clients. You don't have to sort of do the exact things with them, but you, you're basically your processes are the same. How do you feel about that whole kind of packaging things up, putting it on your website? Is that something you, you agree with or not or – yeah, sure. A couple things to that. As far as you know, putting the prices on your website, absolutely not. And, and the reason for that has very much been tested over time. Uh, the fact is, the clients need to see value before they part with their money. You know, Zig Ziglar talks about the pro- the the client is not going. He's got a scale, or she's got a scale in her head, and they're not going to part with their stack of money until it's not worth as much as the value on the other side. Mm. And there's no way, you know, being a professional service firm that you can demonstrate the value, you know, two-dimensionally over, you know, the internet uh, for them to make a deal. It's too it's too much of a commitment. You know, if you're selling a $20 product, a $50 product, even a $100 product, you probably could. Mm. You know, you can 
pictures of a wallet, you know, have like a three-dimensional view of the wallet, show the dimensions of the wallet, say you can buy the wallet in these seven colors. Okay, you might be able to get that. So go ahead. I mean, if they can make, if they can get, if you can get them to a close, right? Because that's all, it's, it's all about closing. So if you can get them to a close, then fine, show the price. But if you can't get them to a close, there's no, it doesn't matter. It, it, you've already got these preconceived notions. So you need to walk through your why. You need to walk through the value. You got to show them this is what you need. And, and once he or she realizes, yes, I want this. Well, money just becomes part of the deal, right? Yeah. Like money is just another, another, uh, you know, discussion point, you know, timing, how many, uh, how much. Uh, what does it include? Like all five or six of those are almost equal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you just hit them with the dollar, they're going to say, oh, that's too expensive. Yeah. Meanwhile, they, they don't even realize that, you know what? You're already paying that. You know, if you've got a front desk person that you're paying, you know, 20 bucks an hour and they're doing your bank statements or she or he or she's doing your payroll, you're already paying this much. And you start doing this elaboration of like, you know, if it takes them, you know, one day a week, right? One day a week in the States, it's, you know, like 20 bucks, 20 bucks times eight hours is 160. So you're already paying 160 bucks a, a week for, for, for crappy service, excuse my French. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, you can't just put your prices out there. It, it, you have not demonstrated value. So that's just selling 101. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, you need to provide value before you even talk about money. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and, and I think once price comes first, it clouds the rest of the discussion. People can't get that out of their heads. So even if you do the value bit afterwards, people are kind of fixated on price because that's just the, the way that, – that's the way the world works, isn't it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the human psyche, right? And that, that's they, – they're coming at it as a commodity, right? And yeah. they, they haven't diffused the value. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, so um, I think the other thing uh, is people as well um, like to feel like they're an individual. And I think, you know, people, even if you work with pretty much every client in one of three ways or, you know, like you say, you're going to be solving the same problems, give or take for, for every client. They, they like to think they're an individual. And I think that's really important as well, you know, not to say you're a bronze or you're a, you're a silver package, you know. Um, I think people like that. Yeah, and if you're going to go that way too, what you want to do is figure out the package that you want them in, okay? Mm. So let's say you want them in package number one. Let's just call it package number one is the package you want. Well, what you want to do then is you want to have a package that is much less robust and very simplistic, but yet you could service, but only for a finite few. You know, there's like mm-hmm. almost like a, a 1% is actually going to be able to fit into that price. So you go ahead and put that out there and you explain, yes, we can do it, but it doesn't have this. It doesn't have this. We don't do this. We don't do this. But it still is a product to get you into a relationship where we can show you what we could do for you. Then there's your package number one that you want. And then the third package or other package would be something that is package number one, what you want, but you know, lots more bells and whistles. You know, um, this is also uh, something that they call when the when the prospect beats you up over price. You know, I want to get, I want to talk about price. What's the price? What's the price? And you say, well, you know what? We're getting to that. I want to show you the value, but you don't say value. But it's like, you know what? That's in my demonstration. I'll get to that in just a little bit. Blah blah blah. But it's like, nope. Want a price? 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 
You're like, okay. Well, then you hit them with that package number three. You say, look, you know, it's going to be, you know, all of this, right? And it includes everything. But if you stay with me, it could probably be much less. I don't know what you need yet, right? So um, you want to do that last package as, you know, and uh, the gold, you know, just it's got everything, the kitchen sink in there. Mm-hmm. And you, you steer them back to package number one. And uh, what you probably want to do as well is have an option for additional consultative services too mm-hmm. uh, that you can add on to that. So you have kind of like your very doable, pretty good product as package number one, and then you have this add-on of additional services that they're each client is a little snowflake. You know, they're all unique. And so that you could say, this is our standard package number one. Listening to you, I would do this add-on and that add-on and this add-on. So it would be package one plus these three things because you're unique. Uh, and then, you know, that's that's what I would put them in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I'm surprised that you use Basecamp. That's pretty out there for, for dentists, I reckon. Or Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other softwares. We cliff dive all the time. We, mm-hmm. we look at technology because it's very important. Mm-hmm. But uh, Basecamp is outstanding in the fact that it's a, a tool both internally. We have uh, employees, you know, all over. Mm-hmm. And so that's our communicative tool. And it's also a place for our clients. You can flip a switch of, you know, client view and non-client view. So we can have internal discussions or also external discussions. We put our documents on there, mm-hmm. click a button, and the client sees it. Uh, and it looks like an email uh, when yeah. the client sees a thread. Um, it, they, they don't have to be scared of using an app. It looks just like an email. However, everything's recorded and threaded together, mm. so you don't have to flip through your humongous box of emails. Like, where the heck is was that conversation? Um, it's all nice and tidy in one place. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about it. I, I used to be a huge Basecamp fan for a while. I've, I've not used it, I must admit, for a few years now. We switched to Asana, which is very similar, kind of uh, minimalistic project yeah. management. But... Um, 37 Signals, a really interesting company. Have you read the book, Rework? No, but that is on my list, actually. It's, yeah. uh, I took a picture of the cover, I believe. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm, I'm guessing from our chat that you've, you're quite into business books. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I try to read you know, 30 pages a day. Yeah, right. But, uh, well, you're like, Rework would be very high on my list of uh, business books. And anyways, this, this podcast has probably heard me talking about it, but it's an incredibly easy book to read um each chapter is like three pages so you can just Perfect. smash through it really quickly and you just very but well, you use their software right they're, they're pretty minimalistic so the book is uh yeah. the book is similar um yeah. very good um it. hey eric that's been fantastic um you, you've shared some kind of i think insights there and just really got to the um the crux of why it is so important to specialize in um your firm so that's been fascinating and um thanks very much for your time terrific uh best wishes and continued success for you as well matt yeah thank you 